Hi, I'm Cindy Lauper. My scalp was covered with psoriasis, which could lead to psoriatic arthritis. But Cosentix treats both. Cosentix Secukinumab is prescribed for adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis, 300 milligram dose, and adults with active psoriatic arthritis, 150 milligram dose. Don't use if you're allergic to Cosentix. Before starting, get checked for TB. Serious allergic reactions, severe skin reactions that look like eczema, and an increased risk of infections, some fatal, have occurred. Cosentix may lower ability to fight infections, so tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms like fevers, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, had a vaccine or plan to, or if IBD symptoms develop or worsen. Learn more at Cosentix.com or 1-844-COSENTIX. Cosentix works for me. Ask your doctor about Cosentix. Tienes mucho en tus manos. Pero con solo mover un dedo puedes dar marcha atrás con Pro Trailer Backup Assist disponible. Presentamos la nueva Ford F-150 2024. Ya sea que estés trabajando al máximo o divirtiéndote al máximo. Esta camioneta te respalda porque está hecha para ser una parte indispensable de tu equipo. Fuerza así de inteligente solo puede ser F-150. Construida con orgullo Ford. Fuerza Ford. To get the Crime Writers on After Show right now, go to patreon.com slash partners in crime media. I'm Rebecca Lavoie, and this is Crime Writers On. Crime Writers On is the original true crime review podcast that digs into true crime, pop culture, other podcasts. And on this episode, a serial killer father, truckers, bunk beds, prison letters, bears. This podcast seemed to have everything except maybe a point. We'll revisit our review of Happy Face. Joining me to get that done and more is true crime author, TV journalist, and host of These Are Their Stories podcast, my husband and love of my life, Kevin Flynn. Hey, Kevin. Hello, Rebecca. So, uh, Kevin. Rebecca, you don't look a day over 39, let's say. I don't look a day over 600 months? No, no, no. You look fantastic. Why are you mentioning that right now? Because we're doing this uh, classic rewind so that we could enjoy your 50th birthday um, in Walt Disney World. I know, it's so corny that I wanted to go to Disney World for my birthday. Don't you can, judge. You can have whatever you... No, I won't judge that. No, no, I'm but not But I will I'm judge this you. podcast. I'm not telling you. I'm telling oh. listeners, don't judge. I wanted to spend my 50th birthday in Disney. Listen, I hated Disney World like two years ago. They say it's the happiest place I hope so. in the world. I hope I'm having a good time right now. I hope I am. You, you totally are. All right. So, uh, Kevin, what is coming up on Monday's Crime Writers On? On Monday, we're going to be talking about the new podcast. This is from Dateline. It's called Murder in Apartment 12. Oh, so Toby's going to love it, right? He's totally on board for this one. He loves every Dateline podcast <laughs> so much. So, speaking of things that we loved, uh, what are we going to be hearing in today's Crime Writers On Classic Rewind? Okay, we're going back to October 22nd, 2018 for our review of Happy Face. A.K.A. My Dad the Serial Killer. Oh, that one. Do you remember this was just like a dumpster fire going down a landslide into a, yeah. You know, I remembered that, like, I don't remember if this came out before or after the clearing, but I remember liking the clearing. Oh, this was was after the clearing, yeah. (laughs) We should play that one again sometime. We will, but I just was sort of in a pessimistic mood i thought <laughs> i thought people would like to you know get on board the hate train all right should we listen to that hate train and yeah. like just let it roll let's do it all right let's listen to that moving on happy face is the new podcast from how stuff works 
It features host Lauren Bright Pacheco and subject Melissa Moore. Melissa is the daughter of Keith Hunter Jesperson, better known as the Happy Face Killer. In the podcast, Melissa and her family try to come to terms with the horror and confusion of being related to a man they didn't really know. As a young girl, I was 11 years old, and my parents had just divorced. And my dad was now living with his girlfriend in Portland, Oregon. And this was my first summer vacation where I stayed at a different home than my my childhood home. And the moment I walked in that house, I felt like I wasn't alone, that there was energy there, that there were spirits there, that I was being watched in every room, in every room. Melissa attempts to investigate her father's crime, sort of, and confronts her own fears, (laughs) sort of about what traits she may have sort of inherited from her serial killer father. And a bunch of other stuff happens with music. We will be talking about plot points from Happy Face. So if you want to skip to our spoiler-free review of this podcast, just look for the time code in our show notes. All right. I'm just going to tell you guys the note I made listening to episode one about two-thirds of the way through the episode I wrote this note, and I just want you guys to see if you can answer this question for okay. me. It's a three-parter. What am I listening to? Who is this talking? What is going on? <laughs> I had the first question. Okay. I don't have an answer for the first question. <laughs> Laura, what am I listening to? Who's talking, and what is going on? I had kind of a similar reaction. Like, I think if I hadn't read ahead of time what this podcast was about and who was in it, um, I would have been even more lost in that first episode than I was because, you know, you could kind of piece the two women, they're talking, there's some history stuff about the father. And then it was, I feel like we needed this like nut graph in the beginning. Like what, you, you know, the, <laughs> well, I, like I was like, what, the, like, I don't know anything about the happy face killer. I don't know anything about this person. And I'm like, what is what is happening here? But, you know, it had so much potential, but I just felt like it was so disorganized. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, very confusing. Yeah. And, and, and Toby, as you point out, at the beginning of the podcast, there's almost like an intimation that there might be something paranormal going on. Oh, yeah. It was weird. <laughs> so I and I don't want to get too far ahead of the conversation, but I did like so the, the beginning with that, I guess she feels like she gets touched or something. And then she tells her father, father, ah, ignore it. It happens to me all the time. Um, and there is, and I think maybe her mom at one point says that she thinks that there was, you know, something looking out for us, making sure we were safe, which seems crazy when you just married a serial killer. So, but I think it's really confusing because they also talk about how there was like this presence and like bad stuff would happen. And, you know, I, I thought that part of the podcast was, I don't know if she's realizing it or just sort of recounting how what seemed like this sort of presence that caused bad things to happen to them was in fact her father mm. doing things like chopping up fish in front of the door of their cabin to attract bears or, you know, setting stuff on fire. Yeah. Um, if you're going to go with that, with like the trying to compare like her father's sort of mentally ill endangering her family as a presence then also talking about like some supernatural presence just seemed to me to be like needlessly confusing 
especially when you lead off with the supernatural thing. I don't, it was just odd. I think Stefan could do a, a review of this. This podcast has everything. <laughs> Bunk beds, <laughs> long distance truck drivers, <laughs> bears. All right, well, let's just get this out of the way. Because um, this happens Disembodied in episode two. voices reading jailhouse letters. I'm going to go back to the, the actual story in a second. Yeah. But there is some like, and I think that you guys kind of nailed it. It's almost like some like Monday morning quarterbacking going on because basically the premise of this podcast is I am recalling my childhood. Is that the premise? Where my dad, it turns out, was a serial killer and I'm just going to reconnect with my mom. We're going to tell stories about what it was like to live with this guy. But now we know he's a serial killer. We didn't know that at the time. And they're basically trying to fit everything into the frame that ever happened into the, also the frame that he was also a serial killer. Does anybody actually here think that that guy was trying to use a bear as a murder weapon against his family? When he could just strangle everybody? Exactly. like Deborah, Yeah. He was a very no. proficient murderer. He seemed to be very good at like just putting his elbow on people's necks and killing them, which is not funny, but it's what happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But does it seem like Monday morning quarterbacking where they were trying to fit everything in that frame? I think he was a sadist and he was trying to scare the shit out of them. Right. But he wasn't trying to kill them with a bear, right? No. (laughs) I didn't think so. He would have had to try a little harder. He would have had to, you know, leave the trail of fish Leave the door slightly open. Yeah. Yeah. Throw the fish in the cabin. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Leave the keys in the door for the bear. He could have made it happen if he'd wanted to. like Motel 6. They could have left the light on. The thing about this podcast for me is it feels like a bus driving down the road with no driver. Right. It just, I don't know who's... (laughs) Who's directing this? They never say who no they dir- are. They really no, well. They, at the point, beginning, they did at they one do point. They said themselves when they worked together the and they well, explained who they were. Yeah, a like you bit. said, these are two producers on the Doctor Oz show. They're in that area about we're doing True Crime Tuesday or whatever. Uh, what's is the, Melissa? Mi- Melissa's the subject of Lauren. Apparently, Melissa has her. written a book about this. Mm-hmm. She has done a TV show. Ton of media appearances. She, yeah, I mean, she has she has really squeezed a lot of the juice out of this fruit. Okay, and I don't think it knows what it wants to be. And I think there there is no presence of a host that is directing this and giving you context for anything that's going on. That's and that's my issue is that it feels like so Nexium, you know mm-hmm. the the uncover escaping Nexium was largely interviews with one subject telling her experience. That's what this is. It's largely interviews with one subject telling her experience. Except in Nexium, you sort of and I'm not saying you always need like a I'm so and so and this is so and so a frame. But this has nothing. It was episode two when there's a narrator for like two minutes at the beginning. And I'm like, oh, my God, there's a narrator. But who is she? What is that? Once again, just very disorienting. Um, But I do have just like one tiny sort of language quibble. And this again goes to the Monday morning quarterbacking thing. Where there's Monday morning quarterbacking with bad stuff, where like there's a fire two miles from the house that was definitely also dad trying to kill us. There was this, there was that, there was the presence, there was this. There's also this sort of like use of by the daughter, uh, Melissa, I guess her name is, which I only know because you wrote it down. Like I would not know that from listening to this podcast. I'm being straight with you. They say it like once in all the episodes you listen to. She keeps using this like like this um, framework of like why mom loved dad or why we were all together. Like he was a good provider. I'm like, this is 2018 and you are a young sounding woman. And like nobody says that. Like, what are you talking about? There's still a lot of that. Mm-hmm. 
It's it's odd to me. Um, Laura, one other thing that uh, happened in episode one that I don't know if you were able to listen to this or not. That horrible, Uh-oh. horrible story around the cat. I couldn't listen to it. I fast forwarded <sighs> well, through it. Well, do you think that was gratuitous? Yeah, that was... I hate, well, you know, anytime there's a cat scene, but then they didn't finish it and say like, yeah, the cat was definitely dead. They just like moved on to something else. I'm like, so did it die? I'm assuming it died, but it just sort of like dropped off. You know, I think for me, part of this whole thing in terms of the context is we, we find out, was it like episode two or episode three that the, the murders actually happened between like when this girl was like 10 and 15 or yeah. something in a five-year period. And like, we're hearing all these memories from before that. And I'm like, I guess I kind of would like a little more context as to when these memories and these things are happening. Like, well, if he was killing the cat, like a few years before he killed his first person, he was building up to it or, you know, but it, that context wasn't there. Do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we also hear Toby. Um, a lot of banjo. Well, yes. <laughs> okay. We never talked, by the way, the whole way back. Never said a word to each other. What is up with the random interjections of like the neo folk songs? I know, Toby, that was your favorite part of the podcast, right? I. I yeah, <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know. Where to, the, the the last time I was like this flummoxed and dismayed by musical choices was uh, <laughs> that awful woman in uh, True Detective season two, who would just like be singing those mopey songs in that bar that they hung out in. <laughs> um, Toby's note about this podcast is a very short set of notes about this podcast is. If I have to hear that version of where did you sleep last night again, I don't know what I'll do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I, you know, I also, I don't know, like going to to the cat thing. Like I I even have questions about whether that actually happened. Mm. That seems like such a a trope, Mm. you know, it's just such a, it's such a perfect, like stereotypical, oh, it's a serial killer. And there we, we had a kitten that we loved and he killed it. Mm. Uh, can I point out one thing that I actually found was interesting and I, I've please. heard before? And, please. please. Uh, okay. A, I think we can all agree this is a fucking hot mess of a podcast, <laughs> all right? Uh, Spoiler uh, alert. Yeah. Here's one takeaway, and I've heard, I, I have heard it before, and this was a great example of it. When a, a criminal or somebody who's done something bad is explaining their actions, how you go from active voice to you get to the bad part and it becomes passive voice. So you're talking about in uh, episode three, the sad, sad story of a serial killer told by the serial killer to an author that died no, before no. the interview him for this podcast. No, I'm talking about him in court. Oh, okay. Talking about what happened. Okay. And he said, I'm going to paraphrase it here. He said, I brought her to the house. Active. I opened the door for her. Active. I brought her in and showed her around. Active. I got her a glass of wine. Active. And then she was killed. Passive. You see that the way you doing he can't bring himself to take um, responsibility even in his grammar for doing it. Yeah. Right. And if you listen to a lot of uh, criminals describe their crime, that is actually something that happens. And I found that really interesting. It was a good example. Of that. We're talking about Mindhunter stuff there. Right. I mean, I have yeah. seen to be fair when I look at our Facebook group. And the thread about this podcast, like half the people listen to this podcast and our Facebook group at least like fucking love this podcast. The other half are like, I don't get it. It's a hot mess. It's total bullshit. 
I think that the people who love it, I'm going to be generous here. I do think there's just a fascination with getting inside that mind or like uh-huh. any kind of peek behind the curtain to that mind. And we get that here. We hear that yeah. creepy narrator reading his creepy letters and what he did. We hear that kind of stuff. We hear the sad, sad, I was a sad child raised by horrible parents. I don't know about you, but I don't believe a fucking word of that guy's story that he told to that dead author because... One thing we know about him is he's probably a liar. He's probably a psychopath. He's probably... Sound like his dad, though, was a piece of work, though. Yeah, he didn't sound yeah. like a... According cause, to cause him? The, because, no, according well, no, to... because the wife, the wife confirmed that, too. She she confirmed all the creepy things about him, yes. like, always trying to have sex with her yes. and, like... And so, she, you know, it was like, that it was, was like Drew Peterson's dad or whatever that guy yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I think that's right. But I think that's why people like this, right? Because they like that sort of peek into the mind. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I don't like how it's organized, but I find it very interesting to hear how they talk about him. And they talk like for me, the part that's interesting, how they talk about him in their family and they all still sort of laugh about things he did or they they try to sort of portray that period pre-serial killer in this sort of fantasy sort of light, which is interesting to see how, you know, this interpretation that they have of that time in their lives before he became a serial killer. So I find that kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the appealing thing. And if there was some structure to this thing, yeah, like that stuff would be good. I don't know. I don't know what else there is to say. I mean, there's just not a lot of there. There's a lot of music. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of folklore. So let's just do that thing we do. Let's just tell our listeners. I know that was a fairly quick review. Should they check out Happy Face? Thumbs up or thumbs down? I'm going to start with you, Laura Bricker. What do you think? I don't know. This might have to be like a thumb sideways one because, you know, I I wouldn't say this is like the best thing I've ever listened to. It's probably not the worst thing I've ever listened to. God, this sounds so enlightening. But you know what? There are people out there. If if you don't mind that the story jumps around, if you know about this case before you start listening to this podcast, you're probably going to be able to follow it. If you don't, you're not going to be able to follow it. So I might do one more episode. Okay. Okay. I don't even know what that was, but that's my review. <laughs> uh, it, your review was a lot like this podcast, Laura Bricker. Toby Ball, <laughs> what about you? Thumbs up or thumbs down for Happy Face? Uh, I think it's kind of lurid. I don't know. I, just a thumbs down. I, I, I don't think there's much to recommend it. I am also going to give it a thumbs down. I think this podcast is like one of those weird 1970s like meditation albums that my mom used to listen to when she did <laughs> yoga in the front yard. <laughs> Um, I think this podcast could have been made by one of those weird cult leaders who like got people to all rent a house together. Uh, it, I mean, it has that sound. It has that weird, trippy, but not in a good way. Like, I don't even think smoking pot and listening to this podcast would be fun. I think even if I was smoking pot, I'd still be like, what the fuck am I listening to? <laughs> I am a straight up thumbs down for this super hot mess of a podcast, Happy Face. I don't know what I'm listening to. I don't know who the people are. If it's supposed to be smart, I guess I'm not smart enough to get it. Huge thumbs down for me. What about you, Kevin? Thumbs down. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. <laughs> Wow, we really didn't like that one. Yeah, I was. I know people put a lot of time into these things. I know, I know, and nice people that we like. Yeah, but you know, just sometimes you know, art is art, and you gotta you gotta deliver the goods. Hey, we're critics. What can we say? We do our best. 
We are definitely. We're trying. I know. We're trying. Well, listen, just because we didn't like that one doesn't mean that we won't like another one in the future. No, probably will not like another one in the future. <laughs> Does that do it for us, Kevin? Yeah, why don't you read the uh, what I wrote there for you? All right. This show was recorded in the Treehouse Yoga Studio above the Mockingbird Cafe in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi Studio, otherwise known as Studio C, the closet in our New Hampshire basement where we also attempt to use bears as murder weapons. I can't believe that. On behalf of all the crime writers, thanks so much for listening. We will catch you later. Partners in crime media.